Can meditation help cure agoraphobia? Agra. Agro? I, I think it's agoraphobia, fear of outside. Agoraphobia. I know ag agoraphobia is fear of heights. Is she spelling it correctly or am I just wrong? What is agoraphobia? Agra no, agra oh, that agra might phobia. be uh, that you are. Oh, could you, Miriam, specify? <laughs> agoraphobia. I know. I know. Ag agoraphobia. I thought was fear of heights because it's the same as the Pali word aga, which means height or pinnacle. I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Agaro. Agoraphobia. I don't know. Maybe we can get back to that. Sorry. I think I think yeah it can uh, it can right. be taken more general even if we don't know the word agara agaro for sure go ahead uh, um, if practiced properly it can certainly uh, not all kinds of meditation can probably uh, cure phobias, and it depends, of course, of the the intensity uh, you you or the the time that you spend meditating. And the most important of the of the willingness and the capability. To let go, um, I th it's probably so that that uh, a, phobi a phobia could be cured rather quickly with meditation, but when the mind is still attached, and and when the mind clings to this attachments or clings to being attached, uh, then a phobia. Uh, a phobia cannot be let go of, and um, so you don't have to work only on the phobias, but more even on on the letting go part of it, because a, phob a phobia is nothing as I, as far as I understand the term, and but I'm not a specialist. It's nothing that is chemical or so it is uh, a, a quite strong neurosis but and um, like a, a, a really deep sitting intense fear in this case of, of going out in, in public places so um, yes when you meditate, vipassana meditation, and note every single moment, and you note every fear that arises, how, and you know it arising and ceasing again, then you might be able to, to understand it, not understand in terms to question where does it comes from why do I have it and all that because this is off topic this is not important 
for that question. Important is um, to, to understand when it is there and when it is not there. And even in, in five seconds time, let's say, or ten seconds time, there will probably, if you say now with your ne knowledge um, of, of now, you would say, well, all that five seconds, all that ten seconds, there was the agoraphobia. But in reality, there was probably one second or even less of agoraphobia and another second of the thought, oh, I have, I have uh, fear and then uh, even something different and another thought came up. So when you, when you are honest with this and try to, to really let go of the, the idea that I have this, uh, then I would say, yes, possible. Yeah, I mean, the, the, just to expand on that, the real problem, as you said, what you're saying is that it's the identification. Fear is one thing. Fear is anger-based. But fear, it, as with all of our defilements, are um, rooted in, del in delusion, in, in ignorance, in the idea that they are an entity, one, that they're ours, uh, two, that they have a, a core. You know. For for an example, in this case, you will say, I have agoraphobia, which we now learn is an anxiety disorder characterized by anxiety in situations where it is perceived to be difficult or embarrassing to escape. So someone else is just fear of being in public places, being around people and so on. So you, th you think that you have this condition so first of all, you say it's mine. Second of all, you say it's a condition. And this goes with really anything, whether it be physical diseases or mental. More, more, more critically, with mental sicknesses, people who are, are depressed will say, I have clinical depression or I have this kind of, I'm bipolar or I'm autistic or X, Y, or Z. So we give it, an, we give it a self of its own. We give it a life of its own when in fact... As Pahanyani was saying, it's just moment-to-moment -moment experiences. So really the fear is a very small thing and, and, and not of any consequence, not of much consequence. What is a much more consequence is the clinging to it. So if you're just saying to yourself, afraid, afraid, you'll, you'll, you'll come to see that it's just, a, just fear. You know? And it doesn't have any significance. It doesn't mean that you should or shouldn't go outside. I would say one thing that probably if you more you meditate, the less interested you are in going out into public places. So it's not like yes, then I'll be able to go out and be a party animal or a social butterfly. So no, not likely. You may may have less fear of going outside, but you'll have much more distaste for going outside or disinterest in going outside. So uh, people might not even notice the difference. But you'll notice the difference yourself because not out of fear, it'll be out of wisdom. The realization that it's, there's a reason that these fears arise because there's so many defilements involved in public uh, appearances and uh, situations, society and so on. 
all of our defilements become multiplied when we're around other people. And so you know, this is why we develop fear of, of them, because of the feeling of being inadequate or memory that we we did stupid things, said stupid things, that we were uh, socially inept and so on, and, and of course many other reasons. But it all has to do with the complexity of social interaction, which to some extent can be mitigated, but it, in the end it's generally just to be avoided because you can't stop people from from being silly, you know. You go to a social situation and say, I'll just be mindful, but everyone's drunk and you know, hitting on each other and, and fighting with each other and you know, saying silly things, doing silly things. In the end you just decide it's better not to leave the house. <laughs>